welcome back to another edition of the Spike Bar Podcast. So what a great week of golf that we just had there uh, with the final major uh, on the uh, uh, European, oh, I suppose on the major tours with the LPGA Tour, uh, with the Women's British Open uh, finishing on Sunday at Woburn. It was uh, a fabulous event. Um, I had the good fortune of actually going to that event uh, myself um, on Friday with my family I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit and then obviously on the PGA Tour there was no European Tour event but on the PGA Tour we had the last um, kind of normal event of the year before we run into the FedEx Cup playoffs so there was a lot of intrigue around who was going to finish and who wasn't going to finish in the top 125 um, to obviously qualify for the playoff events kicking off this week at the Northern Trust in Liberty National um, but I think kind of first things first we have to uh, obviously touch on um, I think the highlight of the week which was the uh, uh, the Women's British Open at Woburn. Uh, what a wonderful event, um, played in brilliant spirit um, and a very, very worthy winner in the smiling Cinderella that is Hinako Shibuno. Um, the sort of 20-year-old uh, Japanese lady who had, before this event, had never actually played an event outside of uh, Japan beforehand. She'd visited Thailand for, a, a, I believe, a training uh, a bit of training sort of uh, six six or so months ago but outside of that she's never ever played outside of Japan and in fact I'd heard her um, from one of her press conferences that she was really surprised when she turned up at Woburn uh, early last week um, to A understand A it was inland and B understand there were lots of trees uh, on the course um, I obviously didn't harm her game too much I think she was obviously expecting it to be out on the coast like some of the Lynx uh, venues like last year at Royal Lytham St Anne's um, but uh, obviously didn't uh, harm her game and and apparently uh, in a press conference after the event it obviously she did make note to the fact that look tree line courses is what what she she's used to playing on in Japan so um, she's uh, relatively unknown I mean as I mentioned she's never ever played outside of uh, Japan beforehand never played on the LPGA Tour um, she has won a couple of times on the um, LPGA Tour Japan uh, this year and she actually came into the week ranked in the world's top 50 in 46th and obviously after this win she finished on the top 15 but I think not only was her golf you know phenomenal throughout the week um, she dealt with adversity in a really good way she four putted early in her round on, on Sunday to fall somewhat I think it was like four shots back at some stage but as with pretty much every round she annihilated the back nine at Woburn now I've had the good fortune obviously not only of being there last week and seeing her up close play but I've actually played the Marcus course at Woburn myself that back nine is tough it's a difficult stretch of holes and the fact that she played it 18 under uh, throughout the week is just astounding. She was uh, uh, clearly very, very much at ease with that golf course and, and just was a deserving winner. And, and the way in which she won, um, you know, holding that aggressive sort of 20, 25 foot putt on the last hole that had it not gone in would have gone sort of probably five, six, seven feet past, um, was just really a testament to how she approached the week. Very, very approachable, smiling throughout, obviously having a lot of fun. So just a, a fabulous week for her and, and, and well done. Um, she now becomes the 15th player, um, 20 or younger, to have now won a major on the LPGA Tour. Um, uh, it's 
such a an unbelievable stat when you really think about it just how young some of these players are when they make it it'd be really fascinating to see if she can kind of go on to become a multiple major winner um she certainly looked like she's got the game but yeah, obviously the, the women's game is a, is a young person's game it seems um, only the likes of sort of Inby Park are able to uh, seems able to, to continually be playing uh, although she's still relatively young I think she's only early 30s now so um just a, a fabulous performance from 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 her. I, I did feel a little sorry for Lizette Salas, who had an unbelievable final round. Just shot seven under final round. She did have a final a five footer uh, the last to, to get to eighteen under also, but just uh, unfortunately just missed it. But uh, an unbelievable week for her to to finish second. Again, she seems like one of the good. Uh, the good girls on tour a lot of fun I have heard a a podcast with her previously just seems like a really again down to earth really approachable um, character so well well done to her Um, on on the English front um, a bit disappointing I think in the end with um, Charlie Hull and Bronte Law and and Georgia Hall having certainly very difficult Sundays Uh, Charlie and and, uh, Bronte Law were uh, I think five shots back at nine under on the um, on starting on the Sunday, but I think shot 76 and 78 respectively to fall some way short in the end. And it was disappointing. I mean, I uh, I think kind of Bronte up until the final round was was really steady. No bogeys on a card all week and then just had a had a shock. I had a bogey on the first hole in our final round and then just the, the round disintegrated from there. Uh, Georgia Hall seemed to play very well, very solidly the first two rounds, but just didn't really have anything in the in the final two rounds. And Charlie, uh, again, I mean, I think for me, having watched her quite a lot on the Friday, um, I just felt that she was putting herself under too much pressure um, and her wedge game just didn't quite seem sharp enough versus some of the others. Um, but uh, again, I mean, her talent is undeniable. She just hits a great ball. Uh, if you can, she can sharpen up the wedges and just gets hot with the putter. She's she's definitely going to compete. You can see why she's one of the best in the in the game. Um, but what I would say is, having visited and seen a fair bit of golf over recent years, both the the, the big events, the Opens uh, on the male side and the British Masters uh, as well. I, I cannot recommend highly enough going and watching women's professional golf. It was a joy to watch them. The players were interacting with uh, kids along the course. They were signing things throughout the round. Just super approachable. Um, obviously, their games translate pretty well to the to the amateur game for 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 a lot of us. And uh, so it was just very interesting watching them playing. Of course pretty much how I would but obviously they execute it so much better it was a a real joy to go and watch it so um, if you do ever get the chance and obviously they're they're still playing in uh, in the UK this weekend up at the Renaissance uh, Club near North Berwick if you get a chance I would just employ you hopefully the weather behaves itself just get out and watch them because it's just a real joy and they're they're so approachable it's it's a real uh, it's something I will look forward to and I would definitely make the effort to go and see again um, uh, after that, we obviously we had the uh, the Wyndham Classic on the PGA Tour, which is the final event um, before cutting it down for the pl- uh, for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, JT Poston, uh, aka the Postman, uh, won his first PGA tournament. Uh, he's the fourteenth first time winner we've had on the PGA Tour this year. We had some great young players coming through on the tour, so uh, a great win for him. And he became the first player since Lee Trevino in 1974 to win a tournament bogey-free. Uh, he was just uh, flawless throughout. He never 
really got himself in any trouble. I think the longest pass save he had all week was eight feet. Um, but uh, outside of that, he was pretty much flawless. And it looked, at one stage, it looked like we might have two uh, bogey-free players with uh, Bjorn Arn um, also being bogey-free until he got to the 16th. And unfortunately, two bogeys in his last three holes whilst he was pressing. I think uh, you know by that stage, he was a one shot behind JT Poston, who was in the, the group ahead. I think he was beginning to chase. So uh, a shame that he bogeyed, bogeyed a couple of his last uh, three holes, but uh, a good performance from Bjorn Arn as well. And then obviously, we can't not talk about Webb Simpson. First and foremost, because Mark... Invisible golfer will uh, give me a lot of grief if I don't mention his wonderful pick uh, of Webb Simpson this week to pick up the points in our pick situation, uh, which moves him up into solo second place. Um, but just in general, I mean, he's just been phenomenal this season. Um, his finish in second bumped him into the top 10 on the uh, on the FedEx Cup and obviously entitled him for some Wyndham reward bonus money. Uh, think he ended up finished i can't remember his 10th or 9th but basically he bumped out justin rose from the top 10 earning himself like half a million us in bonus money um you know the likes of brooks i think brooks won uh two million uh for finishing top of the uh basically money money rankings before the fedex cup so uh the Wyndham rewards throwing around money left right and center for those finishing in the top 10 but fair play to webb simpson who yeah, realistically, if you took out the driving, you know, tee to green and on the greens, he has been phenomenal this year, probably the best player in golf. Um, you know, bearing in mind how much of a disadvantage he has off the driver versus the very, very top in the game. Uh, so well done to him. We continue some great form there. I think kind of the final point to make is um, about Victor Hovland. Yeah, he finished fourth in this event. I mean, he's just such a class act. Um, he's. I just cannot speak highly enough. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Um, I'm really, really excited for him. I'm glad he's European. I'm looking forward to him squaring off against Matt Wolf and uh, and Colin Morikawa in the in the Ryder Cup for years to come. But he's just he just looks so good, so composed. He's enjoying himself out there. Um, so far in his professional career, he is currently averaging 67.1 shots per round. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I know he's obviously only played a few events. Unfortunately, he didn't earn enough. Uh, he really needed to win this week to earn enough points um, to get his PGA Tour card. And so he will now have to uh, jump over to the Corn Ferry uh, Tour and the final events there to try and win his um, tour card for the following season. He'll get some exemption. Uh, uh, already um, but to get uh, a full PGA Tour card he'll have to get that via the uh, Corn Ferry Tour um, unfortunately for him because he, he won the US Amateur last year and that obviously gave him the opportunity to play uh, in uh, uh, both the players and um, was it Bay Hill? Don't quote me on that. It might have been Bayhill. Um, but I think it's the players and the US Open, but only as an amateur. He couldn't. So the points that he would have accrued at both events would have been enough to gain him his card. So on the back of that, the USGA have now changed their rules on the back of last weekend and said, basically, if you win the US Amateur um, and you want to turn pro, you'll still have your uh, place open at the US Open whereas previously if you you could only play um, uh, as an amateur if you won the US Amateur so uh, that's good news moving forward a shame for Victor Hovland but to be quite honest he was like well look, I knew what I had to do and I'll just get it through other means so uh, fair play to him I wish him all the best at the Corn Ferry Tour um, 
there wasn't crazy amount of sort of jumping around um, in terms of people getting into the top one two five. We only had two people who made the top one two five as a result. They good play last weekend. That's Patton Kaziah and Andrew Landry. Ironically, both of them won on the tour last year, so they were exempt regardless. They would have had their PGA Tour guide regardless next year. But uh, you know, fair play to them both, earning it on merit uh, for the efforts they've done in the last twelve months. So, well done to Kaziah and Landry for doing that. There were some notable um, people who did miss out on the cut. Um, obviously, major winners in Zach Johnson, Martin Keimer, Jason Duffner, Jimmy Walker. They all missed out. Former world number one, Luke Donald, although in fairness to him, I think uh, obviously given that he only played probably the last two months of the year, given his, uh, his injuries, uh, but hopefully he'll be back. And then the likes, you had others like uh, Alex Noren and Daniel Berger, um, again didn't have great years Noren didn't play a great deal this year and, and Berger coming back from a long sale injury and I suppose the other one that I was a bit surprised with was Bo Hostler uh, who had an excellent rookie season last year and made the Tour Championship so shame that he drops out but he'll be, I'm sure he'll be back stronger um, uh, and I know that they'll all be uh, probably going to the Corn Ferry Tour trying to get through, through that um, so that kind of wraps up last week I think the only other news I kind of really need to touch on is obviously a bit of disappointing news, and um, it's about Thorborn Olsson, uh, Ryder Cup player for for Europe last year. The Dane uh, was arrested after a flight a BA flight last week for being drunk and disorderly and sexual assault. Um, so um, it was very very serious allegations. I know he's been uh, suspended from the European Tour pending obviously his hearing. I know he's got a court hearing upcoming uh, as well. So. Uh, look, um, let's just see how that unfolds. But uh, felt it was worthy of people being aware of, obviously given the uh, severity and obviously his his standing in the game itself. So look, moving on to this week, um, really kind of the main event I'm going to just really focus on this week is is the first event of the FedEx Cup. So the FedEx Cup this year is slightly different. Um, we have one less event. So instead of the four events, we've only got the three events. Uh, and we kick it off with the Northern Trust. Uh, the Northern Trust is obviously held at Liberty National, which was host of the 2017 President's Cup, where the USA smashed the international team. Um, only the top 70. So historically, it would be... Um, this event would cut down to 100, the next event would cut down to 70, and then the final event would cut down to 30, the Tour Championship. But uh, they've changed it around this year, trying to get it all done and dusted before the uh, American football season starts. So the the first event will chop down from 125 to 70, so the top 70 after this week will progress to the BMW Championships at Medina next week. Um, and we'll obviously... We've got the strongest field outside of the majors uh, and the players' championship uh, all year. So there's not only obviously is the the allure of getting in the top seventy and trying earning as much bonus money as possible, but there's lots of um, official world golf ranking points up for grabs as well if you have a good week here. Um, on the the FedEx Cup, if you may may or may not be familiar, so we've obviously. We'll cut down to 70 this week, then 30. Then in the final event, whoever's leading the event, uh, so whoever's number one in the money, which is likely to be Brooks Kepka, is going to sh- start with a 10-shot lead on the rest of the field. Um, so it's it's going to be weird. I'll do more on it when we get to the Tour Championships, but there's a little bit of a different format that whoever's leading the Tour Championships is going to have 10-shot advantage on the, on the rest of the field. So... Um, It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out, basically, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, but more on that then. Um, 
We have Bryson DeChambeau winning here last year. Obviously, he this was the time of year where he was crazy hot, uh, but he's not in great form at the minute, so I don't expect him to uh, to uh, to feature too highly here. In terms of the, the 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 thing to look out for this week is there's a real premium on greens and regulation. Uh, the top ten last year all finished in the top twenty, and greens and regulation for the week. So you don't have to be crazy long off the tee. Rough's not severely penal but it, it basically getting up and down is challenging so making sure you're hitting the greens and whoever gets the hottest uh, hottest putter will that uh, will probably form well this week in terms of the odds i think it's kind of obvious at this stage so you've got uh, brooks who's leading at eight to one followed by rory at 11 to one then the likes of dj john Rahm 16 justin thomas 18 justin rose at 20 and then tommy fleetwood ricky patrick cantlay at 22 to 1 webb simpson the burning hot webb simpson 25 to 1 and young tiger woods also alongside webb simpson at 25 to 1 so obviously tiger's not played uh, since the open where he obviously didn't do a very good showing um it'll be interesting to see if he's going to play all the playoff events i'd imagine he would um and let's see how he fares um obviously not we're not quite sure about his form or his um his health really at this stage he didn't look super healthy out at the open and there was some mumblings about whether there were some issues there but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he how he pans out this week and it's good that he is going to be there um in terms of the picks this week so um we've got we're going to have the normal uh, point available for the winner uh, of the event and I'm also going to add a bonus point for each week so the bonus point will be for a player that we pick that's currently ranked outside of the top 70 so i.e. not not currently going to make it next to next week's event that does then make it into that event so it doesn't matter if all four of us get it right then we all four get a point um if one of us just gets it right then one of us and obviously if none of us get it right then we none of us get a point but uh just to try and spice things up and make sure that uh, it keeps everybody on on their toes. As a leaderboard stands, with I'm I'm leading by one point from uh, from Mark, invisible golfer, and then Simon and Adam are just uh, two points behind me as well. So it's all pretty tight at this stage. So look, in terms of picks this week, I'm going with uh, Rory McIlroy, eleven to one. Uh, he's just playing really well in the kind of normal PGA Tour events. I don't see why that shouldn't continue. Didn't play this event last year. Um, so there's kind of no baggage or anything along those lines. Teeter Green, he's one of the best on the tour. Uh, it's just if he can get the putter working. I think if the putter works, I think he's going to be there thereabouts. I expect him to contend regardless, um, just because his form is, is phenomenal. And I think outside of Brooks Kepka, he is the most dominant player, as shown by his finishing in the FedEx Cup. So uh, that's my pick. And for my outsider, I've gone with Tyrrell Hatton. So Tyrrell's currently 77th. Uh, in the listings um, but he's played well in this event last year at a top 25 in this event I think if he does something similar to that he'll probably do just about enough to get in um, but I think it's going to be there's only really nine sh- bases I understand up for grabs I think um, mathematically speaking the top 61 are pretty much guaranteed to make it through to the next stage so there are a couple of guys a couple of names you should look out for the likes of Spieth and Wolf are not yet guaranteed their position in the top 70, but are there or thereabouts. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they fare this week. Um, in terms of Invisible Golfer, Mark, he's gone with a hot hand again. He's going with Webb Simpson, 25 uh, to 1. Um, and his outsider, he's gone for Joaquin Neiman at 74 uh, at the minute in the in the rankings again. 
a great young talent uh, had a good week last week he's had a pretty solid season this year he's not done anything spectacular but he's just been there or thereabouts all season 74 I like that I like his chances uh, I'm still waiting for Simon's amended choice um, because I originally thought it was the only um, we were cutting down to 100 uh, for the week after so I got it wrong there so at the minute he's gone with Russell Knox at 106 um, but he may well change that and if he, if he does you'll see that on the Twitter feed and then uh, finally, Adam, uh, sorry, and I should say, he's gone with Brooks Kepka as his winner for this week, which, you know, I don't think we need to say any more than that. Now Brooks has shown he's got an interest in winning PGA Tour events. There's every reason why he he will win this week as well. So uh, he's definitely the, the form guy. And then finally, Adam has gone with Tommy Fleetwood at 22 to 1 as his winner. Like that pick, he's possibly one of the best on tour of T degreed as well so uh, that's a great pick and then his outsider he's got he's gone with his gut and his heart he's gone with Andrew Landry who just made it into the top 125 is currently 123 so Andrew's basically going to have to win the event to make it into the top 70 is ultimately what's going to have to happen but you know no reason why not we've had it happen before there's no reason why it can't happen again so I like that ballsy pick from uh, from Adam so look, um, that's what we've got on the PGA Tour. Now, the, there's nothing on the European Tour again. They've got another week off. They'll play the D&D Czech Open next week, I believe. But on the Women's Tour again, they're, they're staying in the UK. So they've got the Women's Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club. Uh, the same, uh, they're playing obviously the same uh, it, venue as the men have played for the third year in a row. Um, they've got a pretty decent field playing on the back of obviously the Women's British Open last week uh, although the world's top three are not going to be there uh, so Sung, Sung Hyung Park and uh, Brooke Henderson Lexi Thompson and uh, uh, Yin Young Ko are all not going to be there but the likes of Aria Jutanagan a lot of the British contingent are going to be there um, so it'd still be a great field again as I said earlier in the in the podcast if you get the chance if you're around this weekend up in the era do go and see them you will not be disappointed um, I think they it's it's just it was a lot of fun and it was great watching them and they were so open and approachable just go and do it big proponent of women's golf I think it's going to be um, something to look out for for the future so look there you've got it for this week a um, couple of really good events uh, I think the Northern Trust would be interesting to see how the FedEx Cup plays out um, I think there's some very interesting storylines but how's Tiger going to look will Jordan make the top 70 Jordan Spieth that is um, you know can anybody stop the Dominus Ball uh, Brooks Koepka um, uh, you know will Webb Simpson carry on his hot form and, and will Mark get to the top of the leaderboard by the end of this week? He's got a very good chance. I know he's very excited about it. And we won't hear the end of it on Twitter if he does make it. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Come on, Rory. Get it done, son. Get it done. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Catch up with you next week. Cheers for now. Bye.